0: Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemper Opera in Dresden, Germany. On today's episode, we'll talk with three singers about arias from Die Zauberflöte, Pamina's Ach ich fühl's with Nadia Moshantoff, Tamino's Dies Bildnis ist bezaubernd schön with Oliver Ringelhan, and Papageno's Suicide with Markus Markwart. And if you don't have the music to any of these and want to follow along, I've included a link to an online libretto and a website with the Neue Mozart Ausgabe, the new critical edition, under episode 3 at the blog at thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. While I tried to cover as many details as I could, we'll primarily be concentrating on three specific sounds in German diction today. The R, the schwa, and the vowel E. E eh is one of my favorite letters in German, because we say E eh with an umlaut, but the Germans don't. And when I first moved here and was really learning the language, every time someone would spell out a word for me with an E eh in it, with Ä eh with an umlaut in it, I would write an E instead of an E, eh, and they would look at me funny and say, not E, eh, E. Eh. So in the alphabet, E eh is always pronounced as a closed E, eh, and Ä eh with an umlaut as an open one, E. Eh you'll hear people refer to the e, e, and e in the same way that we would any other letter of the alphabet. I want to preface today's show by saying that, since we're talking with singers, in some places I ask them to talk about how they would sing specific sounds rather than just the diction rules. Language is a very fluid art, and it works differently in different voices and for different people. You'll also hear differing opinions on a few sounds. I specifically left that in because you will often hear different opinions whether it be a different coach, a new teacher, a conductor, your director. It's important to know what the rules are and it's also important to know what other people are doing and that there are differing opinions. So I hope you take away from this episode an understanding of what the German should sound like and also some ideas that you can play with to make the language work for you. Our first text is Pamina's aria. In the interview, you'll hear that Nadia often demonstrates the details twice, once incorrectly and once correctly, and sometimes I've forgotten to translate that word for word. In these cases, your cue words to understanding which is the correct option are Es ist nicht, it is not, Es ist nie, it's never, and Sondern, but rather. So you'll hear her say Es ist nicht, this, Sondern, that. It's not this, but rather that. Ach,
1: ich fühl's, es ist verschwunden, ewig hin der Liebe Glück. Nimmer kommt ihr Wonnestunden meinem Herzen mehr zurück. Sieh, Tamino, diese Tränen fließen, Trauter, dir allein. Fühlst du nicht der Liebe sehnen? So wird Ruhe im Tode sein.
0: That was Nadima Shantaf reading Pamina's aria Ach Ich Fühls. And I thought we'd start right at the beginning. The glottals, how how strong do you do the
1: glottals? Es nicht zu hart, aber es muss eine, auf jeden Fall eine Trennung sein. Es darf nicht sein Ach ich, sondern Ach Ich. It's not a hard sound, but it has to be a separated sound. Yeah. Ach Ich. Manchmal beim Singen kann man sich vorstellen, nur als kleinen Trick ein kleines H sich vor dem Vokal vorzustellen,
0: aber niemals, dass man es hört. Sometimes in singing you can use a a trick of saying almost an H in front of the second, the the new vowel. So you get the feeling of getting ich, you get -hmm. the tongue together, -hmm. but no one's allowed to hear the -hmm. ich. ich. Genau, ja. (lacht) We come across it again in es ist.
1: Das ist genau das gleiche, genau. Nicht es ist, sondern es ist. Aber auch nicht. Es ist also nicht zu hart. Right. Mm-hmm. Not too,
0: not too guttural. Mm-hmm.
1: Vielleicht noch mal die Endung hier. Verschwunden. Dass mm-hmm. es nicht verschwunden ist oder verschwunden, sondern wirklich verschwunden. Dass es ein bisschen mit der Zungenspitze vorne so abspritzt, so ein bisschen verschwunden, denn denn.
0: So, when we're talking about the word verschwunden and the mm-hmm. last syllable of it, so she said not too much eh äh and not too much. Uh, verschwunden, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but somewhere right in between, so that the tongue uh, pops a little bit. Yeah, verschwunden.
1: Genau. Somewhere in between. Yeah, and beim singen muss man ausprobieren, wie einem der Klang gefällt. Man kann versuchen, verschwunden ein bisschen ins ö zu gehen. Man muss
0: probieren, wie der, wie sich es anhört. Okay. So, so in singing, you can try it a few things out and see what works to make the best mm-hmm, sound for mm-hmm. your for your voice and for the quality you're looking for. And she suggests almost going to an O-umlaut, that O-Ö. A little bit, yeah. A little A bit. Bisschen. Or at mm-hmm. least to round the mouth mm-hmm. to that position, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tränen. We have open E yeah. in words like Herzen. And then we have the open E in Tränen. Tränen. Is that the same sound as
1: in Herzen? or? Vielleicht, weil ein, ein R folgt, ist das oft... Her- mit ein bisschen A noch mit hinten drin Herzen yeah. und Tränen
0: ist wirklich ganz reines Ä So, the, the R of Herzen can affect the quality mm-hmm. of, the, of the vowel mm-hmm. but the, the Tränen is
1: just a pure open E ja. Das gleiche ist bei Meer. da kommt auch ein R hinten das ist immer wie ein E-A, so ein bisschen, mehr mm-hmm. nicht mehr, exactly. mehr
0: what we would do in the phonetic alphabet is we would say M closed E and the upside down A. So that's why that's what she's saying with that R, rather than saying an R, it goes almost to an R, but in the back.
1: Mm-hmm. Aber am Ende eines Wortes mehr als in, in der Mitte. So Na? at the end
0: of a word more so than in the middle of a word.
1: Herzen in so
0: am Ende ist. In the word Herzen it's in the middle, so it's not as clear. It's not as clearly an a uh, upside mm-hmm. down A, as it is at the end of the word "mehr." I know in German the roll, the R's themselves are rolled in the back in of the, the mouth. Mm-hmm. Even when you're singing, do you roll ah. them in the back or do you roll them in the front? Das muss man immer selbst entscheiden, wie das Stimmset ist, wie man das möchte, und wie es besser passt. So she says everybody has to decide for themselves where they want to roll the R mm-hmm. in the front or the back. So Manche
1: sind der Meinung, es klingt sehr altmodisch, wenn man das vorne rollt. Herzen. Aber es ist leichter für den Stimmsetz, um
0: vorn zu bleiben. Yeah. Also, to to modern ears it can sound very old-fashioned to roll the R in the front of the mouth, but it's usually better for singing. Some, manchmal ja. Sometimes better
1: for singing. <laughs> Zum Beispiel, wie, wie wir gerade hatten, diese Endungen Trautar. Da würde ich das nicht rollen. Right. Trauter,
0: so if, when a word is ends is. in er like mm. Trautar, there you would definitely not roll it or even flip it. You would go towards that upside-down A. Mm. One small grammar point is the verb Zurückkommen. This is a verb with a separable prefix, so it's not just kommen, it's Zurückkommen, to come back. In English, we tend to drop off at the end of a sentence, because the subject and the verb are long gone by the time we get to the end. But in German, with these separable prefixes, you want to try to connect the beginning, Nimmer kommt ihr, all the way to the end, Nimmer kommt ihr Zurück. So all the stuff in the middle has to connect to that last word. Our next text is Tamino's aria. Dies Bildnis ist bezaubernd schön. Depending on which score you have, there are some differences in the neue Mozart-Ausgabe of die Zauberflöte. So in this aria, rather than O oh, wenn sie doch schon vor mir stände, with an A-umlaut, eh, we should use the word stünde, a U-umlaut, stünde.
2: Dies Bildnis ist bezaubernd schön, wie noch kein Auge je gesehen. Ich fühl es, wie dies Götterbild mein Herz mit neuer Regung füllt. Dies etwas kann ich zwar nicht nennen, doch fühl ich's hier wie Feuer brennen. Soll die Empfindung Liebe sein? Ja, ja, die Liebe ist's allein. Oh wenn ich sie nur finden könnte o oh, wenn sie doch schon vor mir stünde ich würde würde warm und rein was würde ich ich würde sie voll entzücken an diesen heißen busen drücken und ewig wäre sie dann mein
0: that was oliver ringelhan reading taminos aria and right at the beginning, we have that open eye, Bildnis, right? Yes. Now, would you sing an open eye in that tessitura, in that placement?
2: Never. I would always, always think on a U, on a Ü loud. It's, it's never E, it's never Bildnis, it's always built Bildnis. It's more round, especially in the passaggio, you, you, because it's too open, too wide.
0: Exactly. So, and when he when he says the ü laut he means the ü with an umlaut that yes. we like to talk about. Yeah. We go and going on in that we have betzalbert. Now, I just keep asking everybody because according to the the rules of diction, yeah. these these prefixes are all schwa sounds. Yeah. Do you, for you, do you think that that's betz, butzalbert, betzalbert,
2: It's more. I think. Bitsalbund. Bitsalbund. Uh, because I'm Austrian, I would <laughs> talk it like this, but uh, for the singing, it's uh, it's it's saubend. So it's, it's an not,
0: op- open air or it's a closed e? it,
2: It's a little bit open, but not too open.
0: Okay, so, yeah. and it just sings better, right?
2: Yes, of course.
0: Now, I wanted to just, because we mm-hmm. have words like demut, yes. where that first syllable yeah. Yeah. is stressed and then closed, and even though to us we would say respect, refuse
2: yes here it's the stressed it's syllable regung and it's very closed
0: okay and actually while we're there regung starts with an r and in german there's a uvular r yeah. but do you sing with the uvular r the one that's in the back of the throat or do you roll it up front
2: i absolutely roll it in the front i like it much more it really helps the sound mm-hmm. coming out not in the back be- because when it's in the back it's falling back so yeah, rrr. yeah. <laughs>
0: and uh, do you do that all the time would you do that um at the end of words like nur and mir no, or those no, you would
2: only in the beginning only in the beginning at uh, at the end i i would especially for the word nur i i would to say nur nur yeah. I, I make it without r uh, only a, uh, up, a yeah it's the nur. upside down the upside yes. down
0: a is the phonetic letter so n u and then the upside down yes. a And the same thing then for and mir.
2: Yes, that's the same.
0: Okay, we have two sounds here. We have the closed E on ewig and then it's followed immediately by the wäre. Yes. Which is an opener sound. Yes,
2: it's absolutely open. Ewig wäre.
0: And there you can hear the flipped R again. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just to work our way backwards again from the beginning, we have the word dies. And right. the first time, it's diesbildnis. And there's no E, there's no apostrophe. Yeah. And it's it's a, ah, uh, stimmlos, an, an unvoiced S, correct?
2: Yes. It's dies, it's not dies. Right. It's, it's It's always diesbildnis.
0: Right. So it's always yeah. that S, it's always yes. a sharp S and yes, not, a, a sharp not a voiced S. 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 Exactly. Yes. And the same thing on bildnis, obviously. Yes. But then later on, we have dies etwas And there's an apostrophe there because it's skipping the E. You yeah. still would say this as, a un, as an unvoiced S too, right?
2: Dies etwas, dies etwas, yeah.
0: Even though it should yes. have been originally diese.
2: No, yes. Diese, okay, but it, when it's apostrophed mm-hmm. then it's always S.
0: Exactly, dies so you can etwas. hear how the any any sounds at the end of words, even if they were voiced or should have been voiced originally, once you get rid of that last syllable,
2: they yeah. devoice. Yes. Yep. In in
0: almost every case, Goethebild, the D
2: Yes. Uh,
0: yeah. well, and when you when it comes to the devoicing, do you do them like Goethe built? Would you make that a T like Fühlt?
2: It's a softer T, but it's uh it's an T. hmm To to hear this T, yes, yeah. Yeah. But it's softer.
0: And I specifically wanted to ask you that because <laughs> I I'm doing a show with him right now, and I heard every consonant at rehearsal last night, every <laughs> consonant. So this is actually something I wanted to ask you because. I try, I talk to young singers a lot, and I always say, exaggerate. Yeah. How much do you feel as though you're exaggerating when you say all when you get those T's out?
2: You have to think when you are on stage. You're maybe twenty meters from the the public, and then you really have to transport every consonant, and especially it's not now in this production what I'm singing, but uh, I'm singing very m- uh, many productions of Richard Strauss, and so you have. To speak a really good language and to, to transport every consonant. If you are doing a recording, mm-hmm. then you can try it more <laughs> more softly. More, more softly, but on the stage, the language is sometimes more important than the tone. Yeah. If you read um, Richard Strauss' his foreword, mm-hmm. then you can see especially what he means that, uh, that the spoken words it's, it's very very important.
0: Yeah, well, like you said, it gets the the voice straight up to the front yes. because you're yeah. always saying yeah. consonants, you're yeah. always getting it out there. Yep. At the beginning of the interview Oliver suggests the open eye in builtness be sung as a capital Y phonetic letter, Ü. The spoken vowel really is an E, an open eye, but in that tessitura that vowel can spread. We study spoken diction so that we can create sounds that end up sounding like language this doesn't necessarily mean that we sing exactly the phonetic letter the way it should be all the time. In this instance, if you think y, e, uh, it still has an open I in it, and the slightly rounder lips can help keep things more in line. Your goal is to find out what works for you and to get the best possible sound that still comes out sounding like the same word. This also goes along with what we said about getting the language to ring clearly on the stage. Many young singers shy away from spitting out the text, but when you're 20 meters or 60 feet from the beginning of the audience, you have to find a way to enunciate the consonants to get that, to get across that distance in the orchestra without destroying your vocal line. Always remember not just to practice diction for the practice room, but to consider how far the consonants will have to carry in an opera house with at least 1,200 seats or more. Our last text today is Papageno's Suicide with Markus Markwart. I chose this one out of all of the Papageno Arias because it's the one most commonly used for auditions.
3: Papagena! 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 Weibchen! Täubchen! Meine Schöne! Vergebens! Ach, sie ist verloren! Ich bin zum Unglück schon geboren! Ich plauderte, und das war schlecht, darum geschieht es mir schon recht. Seit ich gekostet diesen Wein, seit ich das schöne Weibchen sah, so brennt's im Herzenskämmerlein, so zwickt es hier, so zwickt es da. Papagena, Herzenstäubchen, Papagena, liebes Weibchen! Sist umsonst, es ist vergebens, müde bin ich meines Lebens. Sterben macht der Lieb ein End, wenn's im Herzen noch so brennt. Diesen Baum da will ich zieren, mir an ihm den Hals zuschnüren, weil das Leben mir missfällt. Gute Nacht, du schwarze Welt! weil du böse an mir handelst, mir kein schönes Kind zubandelst. So ist's aus, so sterbe ich. Schöne Mädchen, denkt an mich. Will sich eine um mich armen, eh ich hänge noch erbarmen? <lacht> Wohl, so lass ich's diesmal sein. Rufet nur Ja oder Nein. Keine hört mich, alles Stille, also ist es euer Wille, Papageno, frisch hinauf, Ende deinen Lebenslauf. Nun, ich warte noch, es sei, bis man zählt, eins, zwei, drei, eins, Zwei Drei Nun wohl an. Es bleibt dabei. Weil mich nichts zurückgehält. Gute Nacht, du falsche Welt.
0: I'm talking to Markus Markwart about Papageno's suicide, Aria. And I wanted to talk about a little bit about the R's in different positions. Now, Americans are well known for our R. Uh, and if you ask anybody from another country what our R uh, sounds like, they will tell you R. Uh, right, Markus? <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about R's in every position in German because, of course, we have. R's at the beginning of the words, we have R's at the ends of prefixes, we have R's in the middle of words, at the end, and and they sound much different from R's. So in Papageno Suicide, we have a couple of words that start with V-E-R.
3: Vergebens. Verloren.
0: So the R, do you roll the R in the back? Do you make a glottal R, or do you roll it front, or do you not pronounce it in this case?
3: As R muss gesprochen werden. Aber es ist äh, kein Glottis, aber es ist guttural.
0: So, it's a guttural it has to be spoken. It's not a glottal sound, but it's a guttural sound.
3: Ja, und das ist äh, ein, ein kurzer Schlag eigentlich nur im Hals. Man sagt vergebens, das ist nur ganz kurz im Prinzip. Da, wo dieses R geformt wird, gibt es nur eine, einen kurzen Verschluss. Um das R anzudeuten.
0: So it's a very short connect, a very short time that it's connected to the roof of your mouth. What about in "sterben"? Is it the same? Do you say it the same way? Sterben. Okay, and "plauderte."
3: Plauderte.
0: Still with the R?
3: Yeah, höchstens bei "geboren."
0: So, in would you roll the R in "geboren"?
3: Nein, aber uh, das ist wie beim Italienischen. Für die Leute, die es kennen, dass man auch teilweise nur einen Zungenschlag braucht für ein italienisches R. Dann ist es nur r, und das findet im Deutschen eben nicht mit dem Zungenr statt, sondern mit dem guturalen R. Mm-hmm. Und man es auch nur halt, das meint sich eben mit dieser Verengung. Yeah. Das ist nur r. Das ist schon zu viel eigentlich. Ja. Yeah. Mehr oh. nee, ist es nicht.
0: Okay, so in the same way that in Italian, when you have a single R like caro. You, you don't roll that. You would never say carro instead of caro. You would do basically the same thing with German language when it's one R, not to roll it too much, but it's not rolled in the front of your mouth, rather in the back of your mouth. What about the R's at the ends of some of those short words? I, and I know I, I have issues with this. I mean, I, I have a pretty good accent, but I know I say Mir. I know I say Mir. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: What, did the, what should it sound like?
3: Es kommt auf das Wort an. Bei war sagt man schon das R, dann wird es schon gesprochen.
0: Okay, so for the word war, you do actually say the R?
3: Ich war hier. I was here. Es läuft meist darauf hinaus, dass es bei der Verbindung mit I vor äh, dem R bei der Aussprache klingt tendenziell wie ein A. Also das äh, ganz übertrieben, wenn man jetzt mir sagt dass man MIA sagt, es hat nur einen, äh, die, die, die Intention eines a's. Ja,
0: yeah. so the, what he's, what he's saying is that after an E sound, the R after an E sound, often comes out sounding similar to an A, and actually, technically according to the rules, it's that upside down bright A phonetic symbol, phonetic letter, and it's, it comes out sounding almost like an A, but an A is not exactly the right sound for it either, it's something similar to that. So that brings us to the vowel sound, schwa, which is probably one of the most gestritten, fought-over sounds in almost every language. And in German, we get schwas in many different positions. And I know I was surprised as an American coming over here at how much brighter the schwa sounded than the sound that I had in my ear for schwa. So I was wondering if you could, first of all, just start with final schwas, with the E at the end of a word like meine Schöne.
3: Meine schöne ö.
0: and there's a couple of other words in here that have this
3: keine böse sterbe
0: and if you have to sing that, does that sound change at all when you sing it, or does that stay the same general sound
3: the tendenz würde eher dazu gehen dass man is mehr als than als o
0: so the tendency is to. To close it, almost more to a closed-ish e rather than to a what a, what to his ear sounds like an o sound when the when the schwa gets too dull. What about at the end of verbs? Most infinitives in German end with en.
3: Sterben. Ist das eigentlich?
0: So it's the same sound.
3: Verloren, vergeben, die Bösen, sagt man ja dann auch. Yeah. Sterben. Das ist wieder dieses Gleiche eigentlich. Man muss nur das N hinten dran setzen. Es bedingt hin und wieder die Länge.
0: So it's the same sound, it just has an N to it. And it also comes from how long the vowel is.
3: Man würde auf jeden Fall nie sterben sagen. Das ist häufiger ja der Fehler, der gemacht wird, dass man das Ö fast nimmt. Also yes. böse würde yeah. man nicht sagen. So
0: it's the, the, one of the, the most common problems with it is that people have it closer to an O-Sound. Böse but it should be closer to an E eh sound. There should be more E to it. How about when we have it as a prefix, like a, a GE prefix, which happens all over German, because the past, the past tense is always Ich habe gemacht, ich habe getan. Does that change the sound at all?
3: Gekostet. Geboren. Da ist das E ein klares E eigentlich.
0: So then it's more of a closed E. Then it's a very clear E sound. And then what if we have okay we we had the verbs in the infinitive form but if we have the verbs in the third person singular they always they often end in an et ending does that sound the same way uh, the, does that sound the same as when it ends with an n like we did verloren zählt
3: Das ist eigentlich das gleiche ja yeah. zählt Zwicket.
0: Zwicket, yeah.
3: ja halt auch wieder nur eine sehr kurze form
0: ja we have a lot of what seems like extra S's in Papageno Suicide. So we have at the beginning um, in, I would call it the second verse, system umsonst. Why is that a, an unvoiced S?
3: S ist umsonst setzt sich zusammen aus S ist umsonst.
0: So it's a contraction from S ist.
3: And äh, im Prinzip hat man das E von S weggelassen. Und Hat da ja auch, wenn man es schreibt Apostroph
0: So because they took the e away from the word s and wrote them together they had to put an apostrophe in the place of it.
3: Und so heißt es dann nicht sist", sondern es heißt umsonst.
0: And so it's not a voiced zist but the unvoiced ist. We have a lot of words that are short forms of that so ist aus.
3: So ist's aus. Heißt auch, normalerweise, so ist es aus. Das e ist wieder weg, es ist wieder zusammengezogen in eine äh, g- kürzere Form. Und äh, somit heißt es, so ist's aus.
0: So this is, it's also again a contraction for es ist, but in the backwards, in the reverse construction, ist hm. es. And because of that, they put the two words together, ist's, so ist's aus. Now, sometimes we get this in the middle of compound words. First of all, why do we get this in the middle of compound words and then we need to talk about how you can tell whether the S belongs to the first part of the word or the second part of the word.
3: Bei Herzens Täubchen zum Beispiel ist es der Genitiv. Wenn man es ganz äh, ausdrücklich aufschreiben würde, würde man ja sagen, dass des hers
0: so it 's the genitive which is the possessive form of the words, so you would say you could if you wrote this in the long form the dove of the heart
3: und dadurch ist es dann auch klar dass es herz auf der einen seite täubchen auf der anderen seite und damit muss das s natürlich gebunden sein an das herz also herzens täubchen
0: and so because of that the s gets connected to Herzens, because it should be des Herzens, I, and I really just wanted to point this up so that nobody thinks that the S there comes with the T, because as we know, an S before T then is sh, so you have Stier, Stand, but Herzens täubchen There are a few other words here that that do the same thing: Lebenslauf, and this S is always unvoiced, right? It's always stimmlos.
3: That is also a genitive form: the Lauf des Lebens.
0: Exactly. So this is the same possessive form, the the run of life, the length of life, I guess we would say in English. So Lebenslauf. So the S belongs to Lebens. And the same thing happens in Herzenskämmerlein. So always that unvoiced, stimmloses S. Yeah. And the last sound I wanted to ask you about was A with the umlaut. Is it always open? Is it always the same sound? Does it change?
3: It's zum Beispiel ein Ä. Es bedingt nur die Länge natürlich, das ist es Also wenn wir jetzt äh, zählet durch das H, wird das Ä verlängert.
0: So it's really all more about the, the length than it is about the sound of the vowel. The H in zählet changes the length of the vowel.
3: Genauso wie Mädchen. Dann, wenn man jetzt das andere nimmt von halten, das hält wird dann verkürzt. Aber ansonsten ist es immer das Ä.
0: Die Ä-Umlaut in hält comes from the word halt, the verb halten which is a shorter a so because of that it just changes the length of the verb and miss is also the same but it's not a short miss, miss thank you so much for joining us today Marcus. you're welcome rather than having a separate interview today I wanted to finish up by trying to connect everything we've been talking about while the rule in singing is to bring the R front you'll notice that Markus was more in favor of using that uvular R, Oliver preferred the front rolled R, and Nadia said everyone had to decide for themselves. The uvular R is used exclusively in spoken German, and as you can hear, there are some people who use it in singing. But again, technically, the rule is that if you're going to roll or flip it, it should be in the front. But wherever they pronounce the R, front or back, they all agreed on those short words that end in R, words like mir, dir, nur, use that upside-down bright A rather than flipping. Flipping the R, nur mir in these cases is technically not wrong but tends to sound rather old-fashioned. As for schwa's, as Markus said, the biggest problem is that we head towards A or A. I hope you could hear how bright that sound was. Specifically on words like sterben, verloren, that final schwa when he extended it comes across very much like an open A. Nadia had offered the option of thinking almost oh umlaut, uh, if you needed to improve the placement of the voice. But remember that that vowel still contains eh in the back and not oh or. Uh. One definition of a schwa is just an unstressed e. So I like to think of the German schwa as an unstressed vowel with a lot of eh in it. No, and notice that both Oliver and Markus said that be and ge prefixes are e or e. Eh, which is not what the diction books say. Again, this is a case where I'm not saying that the rule is wrong, and I'm certainly not saying that either of them are wrong. What I'm saying is, realize that the phonetic letter schwa can sound different in different positions and different languages. We make life easier as singers, in that we simplify the sounds of language down to one phonetic alphabet, but not all of the sounds are exactly equivalent. So again, know the rule, but continue to actively listen to native speakers and hear what the actual sounds are. And that's it for today's episode. If you want to find out more about Nadia, Oliver or Markus, or if you have any specific questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, check out the blog at thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that more people can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with more German Lieder and a more in-depth talk with Hans Zotin